What's up, everybody? My name is Ruben Cuevas, host of Gathering Strength, author of the book, Gathering Strength, Everything is Fuel. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you three concepts that I utilize every single day to fortify my mind. Before we do that, I like to kick off my podcast with essentially a setting of the table with a quote from the GOAT, Warren Buffett, the greatest investor of all time. He said, the more you learn, the more you earn. And today, you're going to be learning about how to fortify your mindset. Now, the three key concepts that I'm going to be talking about today is sacrificing, discipline, and fasting. These are three principles that I have been implementing in my life for the last few years. And I have been able to reap some harvests because of it. Now, fasting, that has been around since man. And one of the ways that I fast. Now, a lot of people, when they think of fasting, it pertains to food. But you can go on a fast for all sorts of things. You can fast from your phone. You can fast from watching TV. You can fast uh, talking you know, for, for a certain amount of time. Just whatever it is, as long as you are depriving yourself of something, then when you can intertwine that, with your spirituality or a higher purpose or intertwine it with the with the knowledge that what you are doing is building you up then there's nothing wrong with that and that is something that helps me out as it pertains to fasting with food this has been something that I have been exploring for, I don't know, maybe like on and off for the last year, year and a half. And I find that when I fast with food, it is because I feel like I overindulged like over the last day or over the weekend. Primarily, when I fast, my last meal will be like Sunday at 5 o'clock. And then Monday morning at 5 o'clock in the morning, that's 12 hours. Now, if I hold off and sacrifice with the concept of building discipline and sacrificing the relief that food would, would bring, if I'm sacrificing those impulses to a higher level of consciousness, all I have to do is hold out for four more hours and then I will be at what a lot of research and studies have shown for that 16th hour to really be beneficial in regards to weight loss management, your body burning fat for fuel. And when you think about it, let's say you were to try that on for size. Today, stop eating food at five o'clock, your last meal, and then Hang on, go to bed. And when you think about it, 
when you are sleeping, you're fasting right there. That it, that's why when the first meal that you eat is called breakfast. Breakfast. Now, your last meal is at 5 and then 12 hours later it's 5 a.m. Hey, you can hold off for four more hours and get to that 16th hour. Now, if you find that you can't get to that 16th hour, then well that's a time to reflect. You want to ask yourself, who's who's in charge? Your mind, your spirit, or your body? And don't get me wrong, I know our bodies need food to function. But because we live in the land of abundance, we're no longer on survival mode. We don't need to give in to every single impulse that our body is calling for. Now, I used to believe that in order for me to have a good morning, I needed food. I needed breakfast. I needed something in my stomach so that I'm not a dickhead while I'm at work. Well, Albert Einstein, he said that the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over and expect different results. And now because I was looking to change my life a little bit, shake things up, try something on that I've never tried before, I find that fasting for me really ties into fortifying my mind, telling my body that I am in control my mind and my spirit, even though my mind and my spirit are all contained within my body, they are different entities. And now because my body, it is flesh, it wants to have all of those things that are not the best for it, that that are not the best for your spirit and, and your mind. Don't get me wrong. Hey, I would love to eat a box of 12 donuts every single day. My flesh, oh, that would probably taste so good. But that's not going to be good for my mind, for my spirit. And if you were to scale out that eating habit all day for a few months or weeks or years, or hey, some people eat that or have eaten that for the last decade, if you scale that out, over every aspect of your life to give in to every single impulse, well, you're probably not going to be in a good position physically, mentally, or spiritually. Now, here's another thing to think about. When you are trying on fasting for a while, like I said, whether it is food, your phone, TV, or whatnot, let's say you you were going to fast on alcohol. For the weekend. Hey, that's that is a noble goal for anyone to, to try to obtain for themselves. So here we have your goal. You set out, you know, Friday after work. Usually you go and have a beer, but there's something in your spirit telling you, hey, pump the brakes, slow down. This weekend you don't need to have a have some some alcohol. And you're like, alright, I'm gonna listen to that still small voice and Here I am this weekend, right? Friday night comes around. You were able to dodge the bullet. You stood home. You stood out of the the bars. You didn't go to where the alcohol was flowing. You avoided that situation completely because you are striving to become a better person. 
Now Saturday comes, hey, it's a beautiful day. The homies are going to be at the park. The, the beers, the blunts, those are all going to be flowing. Now there you are, you go because you, you still want to kick it. And now you're faced with your temptation. There's that beer. There's that Modelo. Sure, it would taste good, right? There's nothing wrong with it. One little beer is not going to hurt you. Or maybe it does. Maybe that impulse is so strong where you're like, man, it is not worth fighting it. You have to give in. So you go and have, a, have the beer. You enjoy yourself. But at the end of the day, it's like, man, you know that you missed your mark. And there is a old antiquated term in archery. When an archer would miss its target, would miss its mark. That word is called a sin. And you have sinned against yourself. And therefore, the confidence that you could have earned and acquired for yourself by saying no to that ice-cold Modelo, well, you gave into it. And now you are smaller and your impulse bigger. And now also, think about it this way. Here you are promising yourself to fast on alcohol and you, you gave into it. Now think of it as that, that Modelo or that impulse, that thing that you could not say no to, that is your master and you are its slave. When the thing that you want so bad calls and you were triggered and you hear its siren call and you can't give in or, and you can't refrain from partaking in any of it then you are the slave and that thing is your master now if you have been giving in to those temptations for a while your your still small spirit is convicting you you feel like you know you have no control i'm going to challenge you try to fast and try to fast for 12 hours have your last meal at an early part of the day. Sleep through your fast. Wake up a few more hours. Hold off until that 12th hour. And that will be a little sign that there is still some fight in you. That's going to be a little glimmer of hope that you are the one who is in control and not your impulses, not your desires, not these things that are outside of you, but your mind and your spirit are much stronger than your fleshly desires. Now, if you want to gamify it, because that that is another psychological phenomenon that makes doing hard things much easier when you gamify it. What I did, I downloaded a sobriety app and there was a point in my life where I reflected on it and the person who really put into the forefront of my mind that I was really missing my mark was the one and only Seneca. And I know what you're thinking. Hey, didn't Seneca die thousands of years ago? Yeah, he did. But he wrote a book and his words are still ringing true today. And I remember 
that moment. It was a beautiful moment. I was sitting on my couch and I was reading his book. It's called Letters of a Stoic. And it is a compilation of letters that he wrote to his buddy Lucilius. They didn't have Twitter or email or anything like that. So they had to write freaking letters. So imagine having someone with the insight and the brilliance of Seneca. Now Seneca wrote in his letter, he wrote, count your years and you will be ashamed to work for and desire the same things you did in your youth. And I was like, oh wow, he's talking to me. How can it be that the words spoken over 2,000 years ago are still applicable to a man, a modern man, living all the way in the freaking future? I started to reflect on my life. I was like, you know what? I have been a status quo alcohol drinker for the last two freaking decades. You know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Hey, status quo is let's have a beer. Let's have a drink. Uh, bad day on the job site. Have a drink. Good day on the, on the job site. Have a drink. Dog ran away. Girlfriend ran off. Trick, uh, your, your pickup truck broke down. Hey, let's have a drink. And there's many a country songs that start off with those exact lyrics. My dog ran off, my girl don't left me, and my pickup truck done broke down. Well, let's crack open another beer. Now, there's nothing wrong with alcohol. This was just simply something that I was being convicted with in my spirit. You're going to have something in your spirit that convicts you and hopefully... You're able to, to listen to that still small voice because when we keep squashing it and ignoring it and not listening to it, that still small voice gets quieter and quieter and quieter. And did you know that in the movie Pinocchio, Jiminy Cricket, his initials JC, I don't know if this is true or not, but Jiminy Cricket is Pinocchio's conscience. And the reason why the, anim the animators made him a little bug is because your conscience can be squashed like a little bug. It can be silenced like a little bug. You can ignore it. You can flick it. You can get rid of it. And so does our conscience. When we stop listening to that inner small voice, when we stop listening to our inner Jiminy Cricket, then that voice gets silenter and silenter and silenter. And our impulses get bigger and bigger and bigger. And we get more lost as we venture out into the deep, dark wilderness. And hopefully it's not off a damn cliff. Now, download the app. Track how, how many days you're able to fast or how many hours you're able to fast. And look at the, the analytics. You know, Be proud of yourself and yeah, yeah, gamify it. Maybe create a little competition with your friends, some like-minded individuals. If you don't have any like-minded individuals in the real world, well, you know, the internet has a bunch of people, a bunch of groups who are all striving for the same thing. So reach out to some groups and know where your value is, know where your worth is, and know that nobody is going to do this work for you. Now, as it pertains to fasting and sacrifice, 
Learn that you don't need to have it all. Learn that in order to get anything, you need to sacrifice something. You need to sacrifice time, energy, effort, focus, attention. Nothing is given that is worthwhile is ever free. Hence the sacrifice. Hence the fast. Now, when you think about it, let's say your thing that you have been overindulging on is your social media, your phone. Now, think about it this way. You already know what's going to be on your phone. It's the same stuff. It's kind of like pornos. You see one, you've seen them all. When I get onto my phone and I go onto my social media, it's all the same stuff. It is an endless scroll. The algorithm knows you better than you know yourself. And that's why you need to really get those pliers, stick it in your mouth and remove that hook that social media has us all ensnared with. And as it pertains to, you know, those savory treats, the donuts, the the ice creams, the beers. Think about this. You know what they all taste like. They all, you know, the birthday cake that you had on your fifth birthday, that tastes like the same birthday cake that you had yesterday. And, but, you know, hey, guess what? It wasn't even anyone's birthday yesterday. You just had some cake. Now, what type of person eats birthday cake when there's not even candles to blow out? You're just going to eat some cake? What are you? Four? My daughter, last night, she came up to me after we had already brushed our teeth. Uh, Our nighttime routine was done. And she comes up to me with an airhead, a green airhead. And she's like, Daddy, can I have this? I was like, no, you already already know what the question is going to be. No, you can't have an airhead right before you go to bed. And then she pointed out to a bag of cookies that my wife brought into the house. You know, they, they are delicious cookies. And she points to the cookies. And she's like, well, can I have some some cookies? I was like, no, you can't have cookies before going to bed. But, you know, she's four years old. She doesn't know better. I'm going to assume that you are a adult. Now, the discipline comes in and enters into the equation because discipline is doing something even though you don't want to do it. The definition of discipline is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior. And as a caveat, using punishment to correct disobedience. So there's rules to this game of life and you need to obey the rules or be willing to pay the price because lack of discipline Well, you're going to be punished in some way. And while nobody may come over to your house and pull off the belt and give you some smackings over your ass, which is probably well-deserved on your behalf based upon your disobedience, the punishment that you are going to be inflicting on yourself is a diminished version. That is going to be the price that you pay. There's always a price. 
You're either going to pay with the discipline lifestyle of a champion, which is you, or you're going to pay with a big bill of regret. There's no getting away. They say that life is suffering. So, hey, man, either way, you're going to suffer. You're going to suffer and reap a reward or suffer and pay a consequence. To recap, we talked about fasting and how we can intertwine that with fortifying our mind. And part of that equation is sacrificing. The things that we sacrifice are our impulses caused by our flesh to get us to do something that is going to diminish us. And the way that we overcome that is with discipline, by obeying rules, by learning about the game of life that we're all playing in order to avoid having to be punished. Now, as it pertains to the punishment, if you would like me to come over to your house, take off my belt, give you some smackings on your ass, <laughs> we can probably could probably uh, sort that out with a uh, with, with some money. Let me know if you need me to come over to your house, smack you around a little bit. I'll do it. That'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check out the links in my bio. Included in those links is going to be a link to my book, Gathering Strength. I have that available as an ebook and as a paperback. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Drop me a comment. Reach out to me. Holla at your boy. Until next time, it's onward. Always onward. <laughs>